Welcome to Better Than the Original, where we listen to cover versions of popular songs by alternative bands and decide if they are better than the original. Today, for our very first episode, we'll be discussing the monolithic, untouchable powerhouse of a song, All I Want for Christmas is You, which is originally by the best-selling artist in the entire world of the 1990s, the best-selling female artist in the entire world in the 2000s, the third best-selling female artist of all time. You may know her as the Songbird Supreme, the Queen of Christmas, Mariah Carey. But we are not here to talk about the original version of the song. We are here to discuss the cover version that was performed and recorded by multi-platinum American rock band My Chemical Romance. And that's my intro. That was a you can cut this out, but that was a huge pause before you were like, you were like, but you know her as Mariah Carey. <laughs> I honestly, that's the NPR pause. That's the yeah, NPR pause. Thank you, Craig. <laughs> I was going to say that was an intentional pause. I was doing my NPR vibe. So thank you. I, I, I did. I feel like I nailed the NPR intro vibe. Did I not? Yeah, you did. You yeah. Did. Okay. okay. But anyway. Uh, Please take us off to the rest of the intro, Alex. The rest of the intro? There is no rest of the intro. That was fucking it, bro. Hey, don't you have, like, some questions to maybe ask Trey and I about, like, the song and the artist? Oh, well, you must be referring to segment number one, which is the artists. The artists. Which, like, I don't think any of us really picked this song. I think it was just something that we knew was going to be the first episode and the song that we had to yeah. choose for this time. Yeah, I, I, I just suggested it since we're like relaunching the pod in December. I figured that like my comical romance hype and nostalgia is at an all time high. This song is fucking massive. Like my 90 year old grandma knows this song. So I figured it would be a real good place to start. Well, in that case, Mike, what is your relationship with the band? My chemical romance. Uh, I fucking love this band. They were one of my first favorite bands. Like they were one of the first bands that I discovered on my own that like I didn't find to my older brother or anything like that, that I was just like, yeah, this band is fucking cool. Um, I was 12 years old when Welcome to the Black Parade came out. So I was prime age for it. Uh, I think quite honestly, they are one of the best American rock bands of our generation. I say that without exaggeration. I That's a huge huge statement to make but i i respect it uh i think welcome to the black parade is like one of the best albums of the 2000s easily like at least one of the best rock albums of the 2000s that album was so ambitious and theatrical and fucking cool and i could talk i could honestly talk all day about how cool that band was when i was 13 years old and i'm gonna cut it off there but yeah i fucking love my chem didn't get to see him on the reunion, but I did see them outplay the fuck out of Blink-182 on their last full American tour. But at yeah. that, I am gonna I'm gonna hand it over to Trey to uh to also talk about his love for Mike Hem. Yeah, I'm on the same exact page there, probably in my top five. I fucking snuck into their reunion show. I am definitely uh about it. Um like I was around the same age when Black Parade came out and like Ray Toro's tone was like, I was just getting into like 
learning how to play guitar and like solo and shit like that was just mind-blowing and the like yeah everything about that record was like super pivotal for me and then just getting to jump into their back catalog and like explore all that was super just like formative in my music development and uh i think they have withstood the test of time pretty well um yeah love the band that's all i'll say on it i know alex is uh has has some stuff prepared so i'll pass it to you i have nothing prepared um i think this band is good i think they have two and a half good albums um and uh, mike is giving me a signal that <laughs> lets me believe that he does not feel the same way about their output uh I think they have two and a half good albums. They're a good band. I think they're technically really sound. They also entered the realm of pop punk at the exact time that they needed to, which is perfect. Uh, and I think I think Na 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 is probably my favorite Mike Hem song. That's an insane thing to say. <laughs> Well, that's why I covered it for the MyChem comp that I did. It's it's like I I really think that that's probably their best song, um, and so I'm I'm by default not going to agree with you guys on most of the stuff that we're talking about today. <laughs> no, no, you're not. <laughs> Mike Mike clearly is very disturbed by what I just said, but it's fine. My Chemical Romance is such an insane band to even try to break down because of all of the lore, because of all of the fans, because of all of just everything that has to do with them. But I will say one of my favorite facts about My Chemical Romance is that they ostensibly formed on September 12th, 2001. <laughs> Because do you you know the full story, about it, right? Of, of course, literally in my notes, like you guys can't see my notes, but literally in my notes, it says my chemical romance formed on September twelfth, two thousand one. We all know the story. <laughs> like literally, that's well, like the origin well, anyone, of my chem. Yeah, for for anyone who somehow doesn't know, uh, Gerard Way was on a ferry while nine eleven was happening, and he saw people jumping from the buildings and it made him realize that he was working drawing cartoons and not following what he loved and not making a difference in the world so he wanted to make art that would bring people together and he formed my chemical romance because of that can you imagine being on a ferry when 9-11 happened just from like afar watching, watching this yeah, that's shit insane. happen that's absolutely nuts i honestly I would start a legendary pop punk band too. Yeah. Um, also, the Grateful Dead and Michael the Romance have something in common in that they are Mike. both bands. In that they are both bands that got their names from a book. Oh my god! So they, they are. They are. They are part of the rare club where someone in the band was like, "Hey, man, let's look in a book <laughs> to get our name." <laughs> Honestly, like. For bands that think they're intellectual, that's like a big thing. Yes. They they love to look in books. Um, I almost made the same mistake for my first band, but instead I named it after legendary uh, actor Humphrey Bogart, which was also an 
incredibly stupid decision to make. So are you going to reveal the name of your first band? Right here <laughs> no, I'm not going to do oh. that here. I'm not going to do that here. That's not, it's not important. It's the first episode, Mike. Listen, we got to leave something up <laughs> to the imagination. Yeah, it, it's the first episode and we haven't recorded like six already. No, 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 not, not, not four, which is definitely what we've done already. <laughs> Trey, I have a question for you. And that question is three cheers, Black Parade or Danger Days. I'm not going to acknowledge the first album because I think it sucks fucking ass. But out of those three albums, three cheers, Black Parade, Danger Days, uh, what is your favorite? Okay, first, Black Parade. Second, Bullets is better than Danger Days. Like, Danger Whoa. Days didn't belong on that list to me. I, that's my hot yeah, take agree. right now. I, I agree. I'm making YouTube I, face Mike right now. Danger Days, but... <laughs> I like Danger Days, but I think Bullets yeah. is better. This is insane. I think Bullets sucks so bad. It sonically sounds like booty. I think the songs are bad. I think the... Let me back up. Trey, what do you like about Bullets? <laughs> I like the songs. And when we're comparing it to Danger Days, the songs are just better. Like they're just there's yeah. not the commercial cheese factor that that's what pushes it into the top three for me. Yeah, that's that's I very fair because that. Danger Days is extremely commercial. It's their second. Uh, oh, my God, am I forgetting his name? Rob Cavallo. It's their second Rob Cavallo album. They were yeah. going for the Green Day vibe on a lot of the stuff, but a lot of it's also like dance rock stuff, which is confusing. Um, definitely they on danger days, they freaked it like that's for sure. Um, for and sure. so it, it makes sense to me that it's not for like, if, if you guys, which you are both uh, like OG MCR fans, like I would understand hearing that album and going like, what the fuck yeah. is this? Yeah. Um, I, I also think Bolts is sick because like I always I've always had a soft spot for like that first album that bands put out and like it does sound super shitty and like they haven't figured it out. I think there's something really charming about that that like and I think it's very cool to like listen to a band evolve album to album and especially the jump from Bolts to Three Cheers is so massive in terms of like in just in terms of like improvement of everything. I think that's just really interesting. And I think the jump from Bolds to Three Cheers is a lot more interesting than the jump from Black Parade to Danger Days. Completely agree. Yeah, that's extremely fair. Danger Days is largely a reaction to like indie rock resurgence. Um, and you get a lot of like dance rock and oh, like, sure. you know, ballads and stuff. And so I think that was like their, you know, 20, what was that, 2011, 12? Like, mm-hmm. Output yeah, well, to sort of between yeah, between Black Parade and Danger Days coming out, strokes happen. Well, strokes happened before Black Parade for sure, because Black Parade was 2006 and strokes were like 99, 2003. Like, yeah, yeah like that, what but, I was just about to look up was, yeah, like, but like the garage, the garage indie rock, like boom, didn't really happen till like 2005, the mid, like yeah, 2000, yeah. 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 Well, what's crazy is like I'm I decided to do some quick Googling as I do. Um, and it looks like what's crazy is Danger Days came out in late 2010. Um, and the Black Parade 
came out. Hold on. This is harder to Google because so much other bullshit comes out in late 2006. So mm-hmm. like it was four years between those two albums, which is actually wild. I didn't feel like at the time that that much time had gone by, but I think it's because of how like long the Black Parade ended up sort of carrying the zeitgeist for a little bit. It came out in 06, but like it was still a popular album when I was like in my senior year of high school, which had to have been 2009, 2010. This is all to say people were still discovering them in the late aughts. But then like, we're not here to talk about, we're not here to talk about Black Parade, Danger Days, Three Cheers or Bullets. (laughs) We're here to talk about the cover of All I Want for Christmas is You. Before we move on to that, I do want to talk about, real quick, the genre section on My Chemical Romance's Wikipedia is so funny. Uh, oh, so is their influences section. Yes, of course. Of course it is. But let me let me just break down this genre section real quick. The band's sound usually has elements of punk rock, pop, and alternative rock. Okay, fair. Way's vocals have been described as theatrical, espousing introspective confessional lyrics. The band's debut album features a raw sound that has guitar riffs, very energetic vocals, and sometimes screaming. (laughs) The album has been described as emo, post-hardcore, and alternative rock, screamo, punk rock, gothic rock, pop punk, and garage rock. We've, We've got a lot of stuff here. Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge was described as alternative rock, emo, pop punk, post hardcore, and punk rock. The band's third album, The Black Parade, has been described as alternative rock, emo, punk, pop, pop punk post-hardcore punk rock and hard rock and the album has influences from 1970s classic rock glam rock pop and gothic rock the band's fourth album danger days the true lies of fabulous killjoys uh integrated elements of power pop pop rock and electronic rock into the previously described sound so like their genre is just rock can we just like rock yeah they're a rock band they're a rock band yeah yeah 100 yeah they're well, an alternative so, rock band. Let me just uh, read their influences on Wikipedia real Please. quick. Way, Way has stated that the band is heavily influenced by Queen, Misfits, Black Flag, Iron Maiden, The Cure, Joy Division, Bauhaus, Sue and the Banshees, The Smiths, Morrissey, hmm, and The Smashing Pumpkins. However, Frank Iroh also states that Lifetime is a big influence. The Stooges, The Ramones, The Sex Pistols, The Clash, Minor Threat, Nirvana, and operation ivy so basically frank iero is like the one who's bringing all of the punkness to this band that's what i'm hearing yeah he's he's citing op ivy you know he's a well he a true punker he said before he he said before that like his hero growing up was greg ginn from black flag oh dude greg ginn's a piece of shit though (laughs) we don't need to get into that no, this is not the podcast to talk about Black Flag or Greg Ginn. Um, <laughs> this is this is a podcast to talk about way worse bands than that. No, that's that's actually insane though. Frank Aero's influences are really wild, um, and I appreciate him for that. I think that's why he's probably my favorite member of My Chemical Romance, which I feel like is is that a hot take for Frank to be my favorite member no. of. of MCR? No. Okay. No. I feel like that's pretty valid. Yeah. Yeah. 
So we've been talking a lot about My Chemical Romance. This song is originally by Mariah Carey. And I do want to include one fact each episode about the original artist. Because we're, let's face it, we're not going to talk much about the original artist on any of these episodes. Like, we're we're not going to do it. Why would we do that? So I think it's important to just have one fact, you know? Just one little trivia fact each time. Um, and so this For is sure. my Mariah Carey trivia fact. She released an album, I think it was 2014, uh, titled Me, period, I Am Mariah Ellipsis, The Elusive Chanteuse. Uh, speaking of Mariah and that sick-ass album name, uh, I think it's pretty important to point out, I th- I'm sure most people know this, they might not, but like the reason why she is such a best-selling artist is because of this song literally like, yeah like it's like this and this was something they taught us like when i was in school for music business but like a, like a really well-known fact in the music industry is that like literally every year since this was released in what 99 98 94 and so every year since 1994 the year i was fucking born let's this, go this shoots up back to the number one billboard spot from thanksgiving until christmas Every single year for the past 29 years. That's insane. Oh, it's a bona fide hit. Like, no one can deny this is the monstrous Christmas song of the last 30 years. Yeah. Back back when I was working at a redacted label job, we were planning um, a, a pop record. And uh, I remember specifically this this artist's manager uh, shot November to set pieces and said those are Buble and Mariah Carey's weeks and we cannot attempt to release any music during that time and I think it's pretty <laughs> pretty accurate. That's crazy because when I was looking up like mashups for this this track I saw an immense influx of Buble vids so this all checks out I guess. Yeah, they're the king and queen yeah, I guess they're the king yep. and queen of the sorry, holiday Jesus. season, are they not? Yeah, sorry, Jesus. <laughs> Mariah and Michael. Two M's. We can delve into that later. Um, But in the meantime, it's time for segment two, which is we have to actually eventually talk about the actual song. The actual song. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need. I don't care about the presents underneath the Christmas tree. I just want you for my own, more than you could ever know. Make my way. Trey, what are your initial thoughts on All I Want for Christmas is You by My Chemical Romance? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like it. I it's tough to not be persuaded by how in your face that song has been in the cultural zeitgeist for the last like almost 30 years. Like you, it's really hard to just listen to this song without every single trip to a mall or a Starbucks from the months of November to December for the last 30 years. So it's, yeah. it's tough to like look at it really on its face but um yeah i i enjoy it um 
I it, I was actually just at a bar last night and they were playing it and it was it was a a nice little bop. Shout out, shout out to Idle Hour. Oh um, shit, Idle Hour. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, I think it's an. Int- I like what they did, but um, I don't think you can really get rid of that just presence that the song has. Like you can't ignore that that it's an omnipresent song yeah i i completely agree with everything trey just said like it's a solid cover for sure but especially having worked retail during the holiday season and even though i'm like several 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 years removed from being in a retail like working in a retail situation where i had to hear the song there's a lot of Christmas music that I can hear now that I'm fine, but this is still one of those songs that I get like Vietnam flashbacks from. So I heard it like seven times a fucking day. So like, even though it's not even her singing it, I still like, it's just like st- still heard a little bit inside every time I hear this song, regardless of who's singing it. So Mike, I spent so much time today researching this shit and literally triggered like flashbacks for myself that I yeah like yeah. like I, yeah, I, I worked at a home goods for a year when I was 16 years old. Like of course I heard this song constantly in Christmas. And then I worked at a fucking Burlington coat factory in Christmas time. Like of course I heard this song like seven times a day. Like yeah constantly hearing I that just that store that's like made for that, that song. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And so like, like, and I worked at a Macy's during Christmas time, like all of these stores, like mall stores, like I heard this song a bajillion times. I could tell you how mm-hmm. it goes in my sleep and I hate it. And, and because of that, I think I also now hate My Chemical Romance. I'm not sure. I feel really weird and conflicted because of this song now. And I honestly, like, I'm I'm a little mad, and and I think it it really um, is just because of my past like it's, retail. It's oh no, it's trauma. the so yeah, it's the association with the retail jobs for sure. For sure, let's get into it though, because now like we we really got to start getting into it because we're running we're not running out of time, but uh, I know you guys We've got ten mashups to get through. We've got 10 mashups to get through. We've got a lot of mashups to get through. And we've got a lot of covers to get through. And we've got a lot of what I refer to as cool videos to get through. So let's let's oh, keep Jesus Christ. Keep, <laughs> let's keep working through. Uh I do want to talk about the way that Gerard Way speaks on this song. I found an interview from I'm gonna open this link right now so you guys can see how insane it is. Oh, yeah, actually, um, Quick question before you do that, because I know yeah. you had the YouTube video pulled up. Uh, yeah. Do we want to just take a quick peep at the comment section on that video? Oh, you're so right, Mike. Thank I feel you. like I feel well, because like I'm going to a... plug the song, so we may as well plug the comments. So exactly, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, someone commented and said, "Yeah, when you're emo as fuck, but you still <laughs> want to be festive, that one's great. I really like the one below it though. MCR could write oh. all of them for Christmas, but Mariah Carey could never." Right, the Black Parade. Wow, we're already getting into YouTube. This is really early. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Walmart if Walmart put this cover on the speakers, on the speakers <laughs> every once in a while, the employees would be happier. I can guarantee you they would not. 
my family. It's finally Christmas. No more shouting music. Only festive. Me fishing out my emo holiday playlist. Oh, really? <laughs> that was posted in 2021. <laughs> Jeez, dude. My <laughs> uh, Lord Megatron doesn't do dark energon. Oh, no. There's 43 replies to this. And and they're all earnest. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh man, Gerard, I, me, sigh. He has such a way with words. Oh man, we're really. That was posted in 2020. That was. You guys uh, so... think this episode's going to be an hour and a half? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> the comments alone are going to be like half the episode. I hate to break it to you. All right, I'm con- fucking Christ. I'm convinced that this is just because these are all from like the last two years. This is because yeah. Tumblr went down and they all just flocked to here <laughs> instead of reblocking with their own comments. Nobody, not a single soul. Jack Skellington's playlist. <sighs> oh my god. Mom, happy Whoa. that Halloween is over and my gothic aura is dwindling due to a jolly and wholesome holiday. Me, laughing while hanging black candy canes on the Christmas tree. That was also two years I ago. when my mom talks like that. <laughs> <laughs> and oh I'm just God. trying to hang some black candy canes on the Christmas tree. <laughs> I think this leads me to my ultimate point. The, the thesis of this episode for, for me, Alex Johnson, is that I think My Chemical Romance fans are the worst people on the planet. You say, that, you say that when K-pop fans exist. You know, I'm not exposed to K-pop fans in the same way that I'm exposed to My Chemical Romance fans as a pop punk fan. Yeah, that's real. Uh, and I am constantly seeing My Chemical Romance fans, and I get it. Listen, I get it. But, oh my god, can you just calm down? Well, hold hold on. Look at. I think we can move on from the comment section after this one. But from oh, oh no, hold on. Uh, well, it was from Julie Mattel, I believe, was the last name from a month ago. And okay. It said, "If grocery stores would play this version, we would have world peace." <laughs> oh yeah, right yeah. There, yeah. Instead of the original, <laughs> we'd have world peace. Oh, so she likes it better than the original. So that's, I mean, you know. Before we got into this this deep dive of <laughs> comments on this YouTube video, I was going to talk about this interview uh, that Gerard Way did with Black Velvet Magazine in February 2005. So this is like early, early MyChem, like right after they were like a thing. Yeah, it looks like this web page has not been updated since they uploaded this interview, quite honestly. This webpage looks insane, but let's just talk about the the important snippet, which I've I've pasted into this lovely Google Doc that I'm using. Um, so so, Black Velvet Rock Music Magazine asked, "The band has great charisma and stage presence. Even on the Mariah Carey Christmas cover, all I want for Christmas is you. The band's personality and charisma comes through. Where does that charisma come from? Do you think you have the same aura and personality off stage and away from music?" Or does it stem back to wanting to make a difference? That's like a lot of questions at once. But Gerard handled it. Did you expect a better better caliber of 
journalism from a site like this. Are are you talking shit yeah. about Black Velvet magazine, Trey? How how <laughs> dare you? You know, Trey, some of us have something called journalistic integrity and some of us don't. Yeah, and clearly you don't, Trey. And well, actually I'd say clearly Black Velvet doesn't let's hear what gerard had to say yeah yeah he says that's what it is it stems back to really wanting to make a difference there's a certain kind of change that occurs with everyone in the band from about 20 minutes before we go on while we start getting dressed putting crap on our faces oh they put crap on their faces that's crazy Uh, there's something that happens and you get in the game and it's this kind of reckless level of Mm. good-natured arrogance just like a real passion a desire and 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 that kind of all just comes out live I'm not like that at all. I'm not really a show-off in person. I'm not really over the top like that. I think we all just have a crazy black sense of humor. But on stage, it really comes out cranked up to 20. That's really what it is. We're all how we are on stage, but it's cranked up so much. So, like, he answered half the question. Because then Black Velvet Magazine replies and says, Why did you choose the Mariah Carey cover? And Gerard says, one of our first tours in the U.S. in a band in the winter, we weren't really going to be home for holidays. We weren't depressed, but it was the first kind of wake-up call as to what touring was like. We were freezing cold in the van, and the Mariah Carey song came on the radio, and and this was back when we used to carry knives and weapons and stuff because you needed to. What? And there was something about that song because it would get me so excited but it was really violently excited. And I just remember swinging a knife around and freaking out because the song made me so goddamn happy. So instead of covering a classic song or instead of writing a new song, we decided to pick this ridiculous song and see what we could make of it. Mike, do you have thoughts on this? Um, that is the most like, hey, I want everyone to know I'm emo and edgy and destructive answer he could have possibly given this and was the and first he, time like and gerard and gerard was like for sure playing up a character at this point that he was doing so honestly that answer is pretty sick yeah actually kind of sick um he's talking about like swinging a knife around which is just <laughs> insane behavior and amazing especially in a fucking van there's <sighs> This is not the podcast to discuss this, but uh, in my research today, I did discover the the infamous Daily Mail article that was basically saying that that My Chemical Romance was like a cult of self-mutilation or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I read through it and I was like, man, that sucks because they're definitely not that. But then I read this quote and I was like, bro, you're talking about swinging a knife around in the van? Like no, no wonder people were making these like, well, assumptions. Yeah, thir- you know, thirteen-year-olds. Yeah, thing. and they're reading these quotes about like him swinging. I, I don't know. Like, I I don't agree with the Daily Mail article, and like I support My Chemical Romance in that feud. Mm. But also, is this not kind of contributing to that? Right. Like a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. But at the same time, it probably came from a place of like, well, these people think I'm a fucking cult leader and weirdo and shit. So I'm going to be a fucking. Yeah. So I got to be weird. And that's fine. Like, that's I mean, that's what you do. Trey, do you have any thoughts on that or are we we good to move on? Well, I just want to highlight that sense of humor 
looks like uh, it's like that might be the British British spelling. So I don't know if we can trust anything that this outlet says. <laughs> But um, <laughs> yeah, well, let's see. Black Velvet Rock Magazine. Let's uh, about slash join the team. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, let's uh, let's let's check out their Twitter and Instagram that are oh, both linked. Yeah. Maybe well, that'll give us a well, location. Okay, yeah, Twitter. Oh shit! I clicked Instagram. Oh, they're UK, yep, UK online, online Rock online Magazine. Rock. Yep. yep. Um. I, I looked up if Mike Hem had ever played this song live, and they haven't, which is kind of a bummer, because normally in segment two, when I talk about the song or when we talk about the song, when, when I do the research for the song, uh, I find a video of the band playing the song live, but that doesn't exist. And so instead of that, I decided to show you guys, I don't know if you guys are aware of this video's existence. Oh, I but, am. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure at least Trey is Mike, you're muted. This is them on Yo Gabba Gabba, right? Yeah, yeah. So this is Mike Elgar Romance playing Every Snowflake is Different Just Like You. Um, Real quick, uh, I would like to let everyone know the name of this YouTube channel. Yeah. My <laughs> Chemical Romance Historical. <laughs> when the, the, the civilizations of the future, thousands of years from now, are combing through the internet and they find this they'll know this is the historical channel for my chemical romance i'm sorry but i have to derail everything right now if you look to the right in the recommended uh below twisted sister just <laughs> read the title and the account name it comes from you think i haven't already seen this tray you think i haven't already oh, seen man. this and decided not to include it on this podcast <laughs> Well, now you, you think this to. hasn't been included in every single sidebar of every <laughs> single video I've looked up about this song? <laughs> MCR songs portrayed by SpongeBob is the title of the video, and the channel's name is Three Cheers for SpongeBob Edits. I watched it; it's fine. We don't need to. <laughs> no, I just had to. I had to pause. So we're gonna listen now to. <laughs> Every snowflake is different, just like you by My Chemical Romance, which like this video kicks ass because they're definitely not playing the song. If you look at like the drummer and especially Frank, they're just like hamming it up for the camera and having a great time. Okay, so that's that's the song. I'm not a da Danger Days fan, but that was Scarecrow. That was just the melody from Scarecrow. Yeah. No, oh, I yeah. <laughs> I never noticed that. Yeah. Um, yeah, somebody somebody said the way he sang green first, blue skin, and the very silly way you grin to the tune and beat of Scarecrow was the best thing I've heard all day. 
Um, also, the top comment on this video is the fucking sickest comment of all time. And I'm going to read this out loud right now. It's so tight. Just a reminder, kids, that My Chemical Romance turned down doing a song for Twilight, but then did one for Yo Gabba Gabba. I'm crying. Honestly, hey, very tight. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do Wait, have does, to... does Alex know? Do I, do I not know? No, what? Trey, you tell him. Oh, that Twilight was like inspired by my chem. Uh, yeah. Okay, so this is the thing yeah. I learned. This is the yeah. This is our this is our mind blowing fact. Mind blowing fact. This is okay. So every episode of this podcast, Mike and Trey have to unveil a mind blowing fact unto me that I did not know beforehand, and this is apparently the one from this episode. It makes sense when I think about it. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, but I had no idea Twilight was actually inspired by My Chemical Romance. Um, mm -hmm. And you know what? Yeah, there's great. Well, it goes, it. it goes deeper than that because because um, Twilight inspired Fifty Shades of Grey, and then the yep. actress from Fifty Shades of Grey was responsible for Ellen's downfall. So nine eleven caused Ellen's downfall. That's the chain of events. Yep. Really, That's the chain reaction. My Chemical Romance was responsible for Ellen's downfall. So that was the bonus song. We're about to get into a very, very special part of the episode. And this is a, a part of the episode that I intend to, to include on future, future episodes as well. Um, we're about to enter segment three, which is mashups. Mashups. And we've got quite a few today. We're going to get through a bunch of them as quickly as possible because there's so many for this song. But first of all, before we get into mashups for the song specifically that we're talking about today, I do want to talk about this Mariah Carey and My Chemical Romance mashup of All I Want for Christmas is You and The Black Parade. I think it comes in... Most of these mashups come in about 45 seconds in. So let me go ahead and fast forward. That's enough of that. Please, please no more. No, 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 no. We gotta get to the To join the Black You get the point. That that was definitely the most important mashup to show. So I'm glad I got this out of the way quickly. That that was that was unbelievably grating. It's so yeah. horribly good. Like that's the best way I could describe it. Is like it, it fits perfectly. I, 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 no, no, it's no, just no. bad. It's just it fits, bad, man. But 
the... it's un it's unbelievably grating. Oh, it it's horrible to listen to. It highlighted for me how just cursed the piano is on that song on on the original. Like I didn't realize how yeah horrible that is. You're about to hear that so much right now, Trey. I'm so sorry because we're about to hear a lot of mashups. So I've given all these mashups names. Um, and this next one is called For Whom the Bell Tolls for Christmas is You. And uh, it's pretty much what you think. And we're going to go ahead and fast forward again to 45 seconds in. This is only the Wait, second one. <laughs> we, we definitely, I know it's we not definitely, the best one. We definitely need to read the comments on that, though. Oh, <laughs> episode one, and I'm already crying. All right, so we've got some comments here. Mike, I'll let you read some of these. Say, retail worker, this is what I want to be hearing blasted through the speakers for two months straight. I need to sneak this into my mom's Christmas playlist this year. That was from two years ago. Actually, the first two. <laughs> There's a lot of these from two years ago. What was yeah? This what the fuck happened? Oh, wait. But... Two years ago. Okay. Okay. So okay. Uh, and this is a <clears throat> mashups channel. Um. Yeah, of course. Congratulations! You invented the Trans Siberian Orchestra. <laughs> okay, that one's great. <laughs> they dunked That's on him. Good. Yeah. yeah these songs go. Good. These songs go together perfectly since they're an E minor and G major, which they have uh, all the exact same notes. What the fuck up, nerd? Yeah. Listen. I think all three of us took music theory at some point. Shut up. <laughs> it sounds like Metallica did a Christmas album and it went horribly wrong. That's actually pretty accurate. Was it horribly right? Because it does. I, I mean, it sounds fine. I don't know. I don't know, but I would rather be talking about Adam Sandler Chanika song. Oh, my God. Which is, you know, right right there on the, on the sidebar. Hmm. Uh, uh, this is the thing that should not be. Not in all caps, and that and that dude's picture is the master of puppets artwork. Yeah. Oh, he's mad. He's really mad about this. <laughs> all right, I'm out of here. This is this. Okay, I can't believe I'm showing this to you guys so early on in the podcast because this really should have been saved for last. Um, on the mashups, but this mashup, I cannot overstate how chaotic it is we've got so many different artists included in this and one of them is pitched up in a way that is disrespectful uh so we're gonna listen to what i have called i hope some creep waits for the end to wake me up when christmas ends i realize now that doesn't make any sense but this is a truly yeah, no it, it it makes sense fucked up oh no <laughs> cover Look you in the eye. You 
heard all three snippets um yeah so so uh think whoever did this is not american because it says mashup for german yes yeah i think that's a german name um but i would like to know what that translates to oh you bet i'm already looking that up oh for free mashup for free okay Yeah, yeah yeah okay well i'm so glad that Tenozeros has given yeah. us this mashup for yeah, free. Yeah, let's let's check out. Is there anything good in this comment section? Nah. Some some oh, stuff. In someone German. gave some constructive criticism. Interesting. I like the choice <laughs> of artists. Some things to improve <laughs> would be making sure the volume levels for each vocal are the same, and possibly timing slash placement changes on creep in the intro. I agree with the creep timing stuff. That was kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, um, having Tom York's vocal come in on the one beat is really strange, but also what they did to my boy Chester is really, really disconcerting. Uh, also, I mean, that's like just... multiple octaves. They could have just pitched down yeah. like a little bit. Literally, like just, they yeah. they did my guy dirty for sure. This made me realize like just how much Billy Joe needs a band behind his voice. Mm-hmm. Like, like that yeah, Oof. dude. Yeah, I mean, love my guy, love my boy, but yeah, he he definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on because we definitely need to now. Uh, there is a Marilyn Manson one that I won't play because he's hard canceled, but it is the beautiful people mashed up with all I want for Christmas. Um, we don't need to hear that. No, that's fine. But this one, so this one's called Christmas in Paris. What do you guys think this is? I know exactly what this is. Everyone knows exactly what this is. You ready, Mike? <laughs> Have you heard this? <laughs> no, but I can't wait. 
I'm gonna drop it uh, to the to the 46 second mark. So I ball so hard, motherfuckers wanna find me. The first niggas gotta find me. What motherfucker like me? Can you please remind me? Ball so hard, this shit crazy. Y'all don't know this don't shit face. And that's the goal. Oh, baby, too. When I look at you, like this shit crazy. Ball so hard, this shit weird. We ain't need to be here. Ball so hard since we here. It's only right that we be fair. Psycho. I'm like. So, like, that's incredible, right? Yeah, that was sick. Like, amazing yeah um i would also like to point out that you said we're not gonna play that Marilyn manson mashup because he's super canceled <laughs> and and well, he played a kanye song but yeah i mean you you told me i needed to play at least one of the kanye mashups and we i definitely found at least five of them this one was by far the best one and we didn't even get to the kanye part yeah that was uh that was fucking sick though um we don't need to talk anymore about Kanye West. No. Um honestly an abhorrent figure and that's all I will say. Uh, someone did comment say a comment saying when it's Christmas and you're balling. You're balling. <laughs> yeah dude. With no apostrophe. Just yeah, just the wrong your <laughs> Well this is from a year ago. No, someone uploaded this a year ago for sure, and it only has five yeah. and a half thousand views. Like it's it's honestly, I'm so happy I found it because it does sound incredible. But yeah, Kanye yeah, canceled. Sure. That's fine. The next one is going to be uh, one that I like to call "All I Want for Christmas Is You." Uh, and <laughs> again, we're gonna start at around the 45 second mark because this intro is long as fuck. I'm literally gonna pee my pants. This one's so funny. <laughs> oh, whoever made this is a genius. Oh my god. Yeah, so the top oh, comment sick. is if possible, I'd like to inject this song directly into my bloodstream. Same dude. That you and it was, dropped it was... harder than my grades in high school. <laughs> Let's By go. the way, so this video was uploaded six years ago. Oh my that first God. comment was uploaded three weeks ago, and uh, Original Bread, the uploader, pinned that comment. Yeah, they did. That's crazy. Staring into pure blackness while listening to this really gets me into the Christmas spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the you coming from a while away and still nearly shot myself laughing. That's my ass for sure. Oh my God, dude. Oh yeah, that my rule. God. Um, what's the next one? <laughs> <laughs> so, this one is called "All I Want for Christmas Is Pain," um, and it's a mashup of Three Days Grace and Mariah Carey. So let's go ahead and skip to that magic forty-five second mark. Oh, 
And he's so right for that. And you know what? We'd all rather feel pain than nothing else. And that's why we're listening to this mashup. I think that was probably the most effort I've seen put into like getting the <laughs> the lines like spliced to Yeah, fit yeah. Body. They like, like they yeah, edited. 100%. Oh my god. What retail employees feel during break time after dealing with the holiday crowds. Honestly, Manuel Moreno is real for that. But like that last pain was a spiritual experience. Hold on. Do we want to listen to the last one? No. That's a lot of reverb on that pain. All right, let's move on. There is a Slipknot one. I'm not going to play it because it kind of sucks. It's, it's. I have heard that one. Yeah. It's Mariah yeah, Carey's so vocals on top of Slipknot, and it so, doesn't. It doesn't make sense. Like why? Why would no. they do it that way? Um, we don't need to listen to it. I've heard no. it. Trey's heard it. You've heard it. It sucks. Yeah. But uh, I did want to ask. Um, are there no mashups with the my conversion? No, there are not. Oh, okay. Um, one bonus mashup I did want to play real quick is a, a bonus MCR Coldplay ma- uh, mashup of uh, Viva La Black Parade. And I just wanted to give you a little snippet of this. Because it is truly fucking cursed. I forgot how horrible that Coldplay album was. Oh, it's so bad, dude. Right Same. Yeah, this sucks. Yeah, like, Whoa, that does suck ass. All right. <laughs> Can you yeah, imagine? Can you imagine Chris Martin fronting a pop punk band? Wouldn't that be the worst thing you've ever heard in your life? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna get into covers. There's only a real few covers here. Let's go ahead and and view the "All I Want for Christmas Is You" cover by Against the Current. Can you pause it real quick? You have some thoughts, Mike? No, I would like you to just give a quick visual oh, description of absolutely. what we got going. Especially, especially, I feel like I feel like you really need to touch on the fits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is very nine years ago in terms of what we what what everyone's wearing. Our front person, she's wearing a white Henley with a red sweater vest over it. Like it looks like a Letterman's jacket kind Yeah, of. but it's it's lighter than that. It's a it's a sweater for sure. And then she's so both our drummer and our bassist are wearing plaid shirts covered by uh also sweaters. Also sweaters. sweaters. Well, ba- basically they all look like they just stepped out of a J Crew catalog. Oh, they're all wearing cardigans. That's the fucking word. Yeah, yeah. cardigans. They're all wearing cardigans. <laughs> They all stepped out of an H&M via 2012, you know? Yes. That's what we're looking at here. Um, 
and the drummer is wearing some Rivers Cuomo glasses. Literally everyone in this band besides her is wearing a plaid undershirt. All four other members are wearing those like classic Urban Outfitters, like snap on button up shirts that you would get in yeah. 2010. Yeah. And uh, they they're playing in what looks like just a living room with like a lot a, of Christmas lights. Yeah. With a lot of Christmas lights and a homemade stage just for the drum set. And some some big ass nutcrackers, you know, they've they've yeah. got honestly, they've done up the set pretty well. But yeah, like everything down to like the guitar player's Telecaster model is extremely 2012. This is a Glamour Kills music video. This is a oh, dude. You by Glamour Kills for sure. Yes, 100 percent. For sure. Extremely Glamour Kills vibes. This was uploaded nine years ago, as I've stated before. There's a lot of comments and there's a lot of recent comments um, people are asking for a remake of this cover, which is just disgusting. It's unnecessary, really. Yeah, like, do we do we really need a cover of the cover? I mean, who's to say? Maybe, maybe I need to record a cover of every cover that we cover, right? Well, I, I like, I don't like this cover. It's whatever. It's just very like. Right. It sounds exactly the way they look. Right. Yeah. It's um, fine. But it's like, which, it's and, not and like, and like that's right. And, but like, that's just not what I like. Uh, that said, like, it's recorded perfectly fine. Yeah. None of it's upsetting to me. Yeah. Like, it would be one thing if the recording sounded really bad and this was like a successful cover for them. Why you might want them to re record it, but it's fine. It sounds fine enough. Like, the reason whatever. I showed this one first is it is absolutely the least upsetting. So let's get into our next one, which is the oh, quote-unquote metal cover, which is by uh, Leo Moraccioli. Um, hold on, I gotta restart this. Okay. My guy looks like the bassist of this movie. I don't care about depressants underneath the Christmas tree. I just want you for my own more than you. All right, we get the point. So, when, wait, this... let's see when this was uploaded by Frog Leap Studios. Okay, six years ago. Not long uh, enough I would ago like to... to be acceptable. No, not at all. Um, <laughs> but I would like to point out that. This guy is wearing a shirt that says yes. steel men have beards. And he also and like, has a braided, like, insane beard going on. Yeah. Uh, but I would also like to point out that this is for sure the kind of dude that, like, wasn't wearing that shirt with an ounce of irony. This is a rap is crap guy for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, 100%. And we, we get a lot of these guys on the podcast. It's definitely a reoccurring theme, but videos that are filmed in a husband's man cave oh for sure this is a husband's man cave what yeah. we're seeing here is a converted garage for sure yeah yeah like we're seeing Definitely. a converted garage which like he's converted really well like yeah he's he's done it in the absolute right way um he just looks like a freaking yeah and but he, this is i mean i i don't i don't want to judge him too hard but like I get the feeling that this dude goes out to his converted garage man cave for hours while his wife like 
does everything else including like takes care, care of, of their kids. child yeah <laughs> <laughs> and he's like not now honey i'm rocking that's assuming that's assuming that this guy <laughs> has a no he for sure no he, he for sure has a wife yeah, and a kid no he for sure does <laughs> yeah this no, is and honestly though energy. like frog leaf studios i commend you you've clearly found a niche that suits you because you have 2 million views on this video and it yeah, was one he of the has first, 4 million subscribers. I think it was like the second video that popped up when I searched for a, a cover of this song with the tag My Chemical Romance. Leo Leo something Italian so I don't like him. <laughs> Leo <laughs> Moraccioli is what I said earlier. Yeah, he's Italian for sure. Um, oh, wait. he's He's actually... He's Norwegian, or he lives in Norway. His oh. address is on the fucking description. If you oh my go god, up. he literally. <laughs> oh, it's a post box. It's a post box. Okay, uh -oh. I was like, oh my god, I have without a doubt the worst thing I'm going to show you guys today. For sure. So this is Alex Terrible. This is Alex Terrible, and he's a character. Well, I would just like to point out that. The video starts off linking to his mask store. Yeah, okay, so it links to his mask store, and my man is wearing a hyper-realistic mask that moves when he sings. So we're just gonna we're gonna paint that picture. He's also wearing what looks to be some sort of like buff dude clothing brand. Um, yeah. Um and he, he's heavily the, and, padded. Yeah, and the mask like almost looks like Ghost Rider. Yeah. <laughs> With, but like not on fire and with <laughs> that's how I would describe it right That's enough of that. I I actually don't think it's enough of that. I just need like four more seconds because I want to see what this guy's wife looks like. <laughs> that was way too close. Cool. Oh my god, he literally pushes her away to go to a for gun. an AK forty seven. So I have I have a huge bomb to drop. Sorry, Trey. What's what? up, Trey? Um, I have a huge bomb to drop. I worked with this guy. Oh. What? <laughs> um, he's the singer of Slaughter to Prevail, a deathcore band that I believe used to be on Sumerian, but they had some some issues. Yeah, yeah, I, I had him on WhatsApp because he, he couldn't text because they're from Russia. And um, yeah, oh, this is the uh, most Russian thing I've ever seen. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes a lot makes, of sense. The gun makes a lot the of the AK and all the shit. Yeah, <laughs> Trey, that is insane. Okay, so you worked with this guy, or or at least parallel to this guy. Yeah, we helped we helped him put out a couple singles. 
Yeah, but with his main band, not his solo shit. No, no, not Alex Terrible. (laughs) (laughs) This is the most Nightmare Before Christmas thing you're going to show us tonight. Even though I know what's coming up, this is still the most Nightmare Before Christmas thing. Well, and what's crazy is, like, it's the most Nightmare... Oh my god, dude. This guy's... This guy is hilarious. He loves his gun. I I honestly didn't even watch like I literally before I I added this to my Google Doc. I think I watched like the first twenty seconds of it and I was like sold. Gotta gotta show it on the pod. Uh, and I didn't even get to the part where he literally shoves his girlfriend aside or his wife aside for an AK forty seven. But then like it's crazy because the rest of the video literally revolves around both his wife and the AK forty seven, and it's like they're in a love triangle. We're all just watching this video on mute, dumbfounded. <laughs> I just, uh, I, pu- I pulled it up really quick, and his masks are on sale right now for $110 a piece. So if anyone wants to scoop Fuck one of dude. those, or if you're thinking of something to get me for Christmas, if you want to get me something for Christmas, DM me for my address. His mask was, I think, the star of that video. Yeah, for sure. I will say, uh, they're very high quality. Yeah, I know that for a fact. You know what? We should <laughs> yeah. reach out to them, have them put an ad on our podcast. For sure. Yeah, I'll read the pod. And, and get it going. Yeah, please do, trade. Can can you contact Alex Terrible for me? So we only have a couple more left. We've got the next one, which is called All I Want for Christmas is You, but every time she says Christmas, want or you, it speeds up. Uh which Oh, is... the, these were these videos were so popular. Yeah, like, this is a classic. Whenever classic prompt about four years ago yeah yeah but it it honestly by the time we get to the end of this video it fucking bangs so let's go When it really starts speeding up and you get to like the the part where it sounds kind of like a punk beat, that's where I'm like, all right. Um, So this next video is one that we're all going to enjoy. It's called Toad Sings All I Want for Christmas is You. We only really need to listen to about 10 seconds of this one. That toad. Oh, yes, that toad. We're going to go to about 46 seconds. Oh. (laughs) 
Hold on, let's get to where we where we get some real action. a video of toad from mario <laughs> could you imagine uh and on your roommate like make recording that <laughs> imagine no literally what's funny is you are like imagine walking in on your roommate recording that and my take is imagine someone walking in on you recording that because same my thing. take same thing well but yeah. my my thought process is this is something i would probably do <laughs> and, <laughs> and so I'm just literally picturing like either a partner, a roommate, a parent walking in on me doing this. There's what yeah. what could you say? You're like, well, I'm uh recording a cover of all I want for Christmas. I'm ashamed of myself you today. In the stylings <laughs> of Toad from Mario. Uh, who doesn't really even have a voice until like, no. 2008, you know? Uh, well, so that's the reason why I said, oh, so it's that Toad. Because yeah. at first I thought at first I thought maybe it was Mr. Toad, you know, like the ch- children's book character that wears like the putty coat and smokes a pipe. Yeah, okay, yeah. The last video I have to show is unfortunately not going to be great for the listeners, but is going to be great for us. Uh, oh, it's the AMV. It is the AMV. Um, there's so many, you know, as as any My Chemical Romance true fan probably knows, there are endless um, anime music videos of My Chemical Romance songs. And this just happens to be one that is not really an AMV. I searched My Chemical Romance All I Want for Christmas is UAMV because that's where my life is at this point. And I found this, and it is not an AMV. It is Nightmare Before Christmas. Christmas. So wait, hold on, pause it. I'll just mute it. What's up? Uh, I just want to say, like, Andre G, how fucking lazy are you? That you could have named named it All I Want Before Christmas is you? Like, bro... It's that easy. It's that easy. And he just, like, I don't know. Come on, man. He probably made this Windows Movie Maker and literally just, like, ripped the DVD onto his computer and then overlaid this song onto it. And I feel like if you're going to put in that little effort to the video, you could at least put in, like, a little bit of effort into the name. But he didn't do either. You know, I think we're expecting too much from our man Andre G., whose name is Vampire Psy. So, yeah, that's there's that. Um, His only other video is an AMV that only has 81 views. This one has 4,000. So that's cool. Um, It's literally just footage from Nightmare Before Christmas put to the song All I Want for Christmas is You by My Chemical Romance. I feel like now is as good a time as any um, for... Me to ask both of you, well, one of you at a time, really, the the pinnacle question of this podcast, the, the namesake of this podcast, which is, do you think 
My Chemical Romance's All I Want for Christmas is You is better than the original. Better than the original? It has to, it, it's tough because uh, I don't like the original and I don't mind the cover. But um, yeah, I'm going to have to say no. I'm going to have to say, in terms of, uh, you know, production and reach and and just everything that's went into this song it, it is not better than the original it's a, it's a losing game but uh i'll end it with you can't spell mariah carey without mcr oh, i can't believe you so maybe that's what i learned on this podcast really yeah um yeah, yeah i agree with trey though i think it's even though i like have a lot of disdain for this song it is also one of the biggest songs of the last three years. Uh, so literally pretty much just because of that and the fact that, I don't know, I just can't, I can't call this better than the original. Uh, there's no, I don't think there's any world in which I can say that this cover is better than the original. So Yeah. I personally went a lot easier on My Chemical Romance than I thought I would today. I, in doing research for this podcast, rediscovered something that I knew when I was in high school, which is all My Chemical Romance fans are fucking annoying and they should all be ashamed of themselves in different ways. But see, my my final thought is that my chemical romance fans and the Cure fans are two sides of the very same, the very uh, the same very bisexual coin. See, and we talked about this earlier in the chat, and I feel the need to say what I said earlier, which is my chemical romance fans might be the most loudly depressed people on the planet. That what that was one thing we didn't really touch on as far as my chem fans go. They're loudly depressed, and like they were also the kind of people that like when you were in high school, you'd be like in the middle of a conversation with them, and they'd be like, "Meow, dude, like, what the fuck was that?" Like you'd or just be talking to someone, <laughs> and then they would just do that, and you'd be like, "Wait, what? What?" Definitely, what? all of my <laughs> high school girlfriends' friends were those people well, well also yeah. theater kids so it all checks out uh that being said my uh decision is that this song is obviously not better than the original um in fact i think a lot of it is kind of bad but i'm gonna be nice to my chem because i know a lot of people really like them and honestly i think they have 2.5 good albums so three and a half that's that's fine it's two and a half but you know it's fine yeah but it's three and a half. You're not it's gonna two, be final it's word. Two and a half. It's two and a half. It's well, you're two and a half You're out. Goddamn, we're not doing this. <laughs> no, you hang up. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, my cam rips. Uh. Yeah, I, I mean, my cam rips. That's undeniable. Yeah. They rip. It's it's fine. No, I was trying to say my final thoughts. Oh, okay. Do do yours. Well, you already did um, yours. You already had your chance. You don't get to have a second final thoughts. You don't get to, after I do mine, go, well, hold on. I'm trying to put a bow on the episode, goddammit. <laughs> In the Christmas spirit. 